0: I am professional wrestler Chris Rex, and if you're hearing my voice, that means you're listening to The Bear of Texas Podcast. What is up, beauties? This is The Bear of Texas, and welcome to another edition of Cowboys Talk, the Dallas Cowboys discussion segment of The Bear of Texas Podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, today I come forward to you to talk about one of the greatest coaches in Cowboys history, Ladies and gentlemen, today I want to talk to you about Jimmy Johnson. Not just one of the greatest Cowboys in Cowboys history, but to be perfectly honest, and to be perfectly fair and realistic, Jimmy Johnson is one of the greatest football coaches of all time in football overall. You cannot deny that, ladies and gentlemen. You cannot deny that. And I should stress to you folks that last week, I actually watched on the ESPN 30 for 30, I watched the documentary on The U, Part 1 and 2. Not only did I watch it to learn, but I wanted to see some of the highlights of how Jimmy Johnson built the team at the University of Miami. Because I have a lot of respect for Jimmy Johnson, and because I'm always eager to learn, I watched that documentary... For educational purposes rather than because I just wanted to binge watch stuff for no reason. ESPN 30 for 30, those documentaries, in a sports writing perspective, which is the perspective I like to live with, I did it to learn. And I'm grateful to have that subscription. And I will take advantage of it. But yes, Jimmy Johnson is one of the greatest and most influential coaches in the history of American football. In this time at the University of Miami, we know, arrived in 1984 to replace Howard Schnellenberger. Who, by the way, passed away just two days ago. Rest in peace, coach. You know, and actually, what's so ironic is that today, as I'm recording this right now, it's March 29th. And on March 29th, 1994, Jimmy Johnson left the Dallas Cowboys. So how ironic it is that I am doing an episode talking about Jimmy Johnson on the day that his tenure with the Cowboys ended in horrible, horrible, heartbreaking fashion. It's a damn shame, honestly. But, you know, what I, what I learned also about the U is that when Jimmy Johnson was first hired at the University of Miami, the initial response was. those... Jimmy who? Because Jimmy no Jimmy Johnson was not so well known at the time. Some might say. I mean, he he was previously the head coach at Oklahoma State University. I mean, Oklahoma State University, I believe, was his first head coaching job. Previously, he's he had been a defensive coordinator at, at Arkansas. Was an assistant head coach at the University of Pittsburgh. You know, had a coach at Oklahoma, Iowa State, Wichita State. Started his career at Louisiana Tech. Played his college of ball at the University of Arkansas. He was actually Jerry Jones's teammate at the University of Arkansas. So there was that connection there, but the whole thing with Jerry Jones, well, that's what led to the downfall of the relationship between the two, and we will get to that, ladies and gentlemen. But I want to talk a little bit more about Jimmy Johnson's Miami days. Well, hmm. you know, his first season, if I'm correct, was 8-5, and five, if, if I paid attention. And there was actually a game where the Hurricanes had a 31 nothing halftime lead to Maryland. And they lost that game. So obviously, Jimmy Johnson's first year with, with the Miami Hurricanes was not so good. Hmm. But in his five years at Miami, Jimmy Johnson's record was 52-9. and Okay, He won one national championship in 1987. He was actually in two. The previous year, he was in the, in the national championship where the Miami Hurricanes lost to the Penn State Nittany, Nittany Lions 14-10. to Jared, uh, excuse me. Jamie Johnson actually was the first coach to have an undefeated regular season with the Miami Hurricanes which was in 1986 but but unfortunately in the Fiesta Bowl which was the national championship which Miami was number 1 they lost to number 2 ranked Penn State again it was 14 to 10 I mean I they were showing that game on the U uh, documentary I mean P- the quarterback just throwing interceptions I mean Penn State was just was so dominant at the time Unfortunately, you know, questions were raised because it was questioned whether or not Jimmy Johnson was capable. (coughs) Excuse me. It was questioned whether or not Jimmy Johnson can actually win big games. So in the 1987 season, without a doubt, there was a whole lot of pressure on Jimmy Johnson. I'll tell you that right now. But again, they went undefeated in the regular season. And they were able to go win the school's second national title when they defeated the Oklahoma Sooners. Who at the time, was coached by Barry Switzer, which ironically would be Jimmy Johnson's successor as the coach of the Dallas Cowboys. Well, Jimmy Johnson really had to ha- had to uh, go through a lot, you know, to win that title in 1987. Well, it was certainly huge, and it was amazing. In 1987, if I am correct, that was Michael Irvin's final year at the University of Miami. So it was good to see Michael Irvin win the national title before going to the NFL. <laughs> so after the 1988 season, Jimmy Johnson would go, come to the Dallas Cowboys. Okay, When Jerry Jones bought the team, the first thing that Jerry Jones did was fire Tom Landry. That's something that the, a lot of Cowboy fans are still pissed off about today. They are, still, they are still resentful because of it. I mean, sometimes I ask, well, can I blame them? I mean, well, you know, those Cowboys fans, the old school fans that go back you know, to the 60s, which there are, there are a lot of, I mean, yeah, they love Tom Landry. I mean, when we think of the most beloved Dallas Cowboy, it's Tom Landry. That's debatable, but it can't be denied. Tom Landry is the most beloved Dallas Cowboy. So Jerry Jones and Jimmy Johnson at the time were, you know, long-time friends. I mean, they, again, they were teammates at the University of Arkansas. And, Jim, and he, Jimmy Johnson was, was asked by Jones to become the 2nd head coach of the Cowboys franchise history. And it happened. So with that happening, and I should have mentioned, I, I guess I should say the 87th season was the final season with the, for Johnson at the University of Miami, as well as Irvin. So in 88, okay, so we know, like, Johnson and was reunited with with Michael Irvin in Johnson's first—okay. Okay, you know, okay, I got to clip on one time. Okay, so it was actually 1989 that was Johnson's first season as that coach. I'm, I'm sorry, I, I'm getting these things mixed up. And, of course, in 1989, the, the Dallas Cowboys went 1-15. Well, certainly not a good year. I mean, that, that year, Michael Irvin, if I'm correct, I think Michael Irvin's rookie year was in 88— yeah, I think I got that confused. But anyway, I know that in the 1989 se- season, Troy Aikman was a rookie. Okay. Well, it really did not take long for Jimmy Johnson to actually get things going for the Dallas Cowboys. But, of course, you know it isn't surprising. You know, after the Cowboys fired Tom Landry, I mean, it was kind of sensed that there would be a whole lot of retribution like the Dallas Cowboys. Like, it was a bad omen for the Cowboys. I mean, Jerry Jones controversially fires the longtime legend coach, (laughs) and then of course, of course, there's gonna be some retribution, right? (sighs) Excuse me. But now we get to the Herschel Walker trade because this is one of that's like the first pinnacle of of the Jimmy Johnson coaching uh, of the Dallas Cowboys. So considered actually to be the largest player trade in the history of the National Football League. What I have to Admit, folks, is what makes what makes me a little bit sad about this about the Herschel Walker trade is because what one, one of my best friends, a very good friend, and he's my mentor. Okay, I, y'all, if y'all listen to in- into the net FC, y'all know who exactly I'm talking about. You know, he's he's a native, uh, he's a Minnesotan, born and raised in Minnesota. Okay, and he's a Vikings fan, and of course, when I talked to him about this, you know, he wasn't really too thrilled that I brought it up because because you know the Herschel Walker trade is something that I'm sure that 99.9% of Viking fans are trying not to think about. So anyway, in 1989 while the Cowboys were terrible, Herschel Walker was the best player on on the team. Michael Irvin w- w- was not a, was not at the top form yet, okay? And the Cowboys obviously were one of the worst teams in the league. I mean, to be honest, can, I, can I, is, is it just fair to say that they were the the worst because they went 1 in 15 that year. So the Cowboys decided to trade their best player to the Minnesota Vikings. Now, at the time, the Minnesota Vikings were actually one of the best teams in the, in the league, and they felt that Herschel Walker was, was the final piece they needed in order to make a run to the Super Bowl. Okay. Hmm. Excuse me. So obviously, the, the Vikings want to make that move. And, to be, and not surprisingly, and, and based on what I'm reading, and from the notes that I've sketched, I like to say that, notes that I took, but I like to say that I sketched in my notes, the, the Vikings felt that they got the better end of the deal. You know, I don't know why they think that, Be based on everything they gave away, and I, and I will make sure I tell exactly what they gave away. Okay. Because, you know, I think, honestly, because based on how the whole thing played out in the aftermath... To say that the Cowboys got the better better end of the deal, well, there's a major understatement for you right now, folks, because all the draft picks the the Cowboys acquired it was to get the players they needed to help them win three Super Bowls in the 1990s, and then and as we know, the Minnesota Vikings never made a Super Bowl appearance with Herschel Walker. Never, okay. And as I'm talking, I'm it's, 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 it's talking about that let's look at the 1989 Minnesota Vikings season finished 10 and six okay they were the first in the in the NFC Central they lost in the NFC divisional round they got destroyed by the San Francisco 49ers 40 13 so that's after that. the next season they went six and ten didn't go to the playoffs okay after that eight and eight. Okay, and then ni- 1992, they went 11-5, but lost in the wildcard playoffs. That That's the bottom line, folks, right there. The Herschel Walker trade apparently did not do the Minnesota Vikings any favors. I mean, perhaps Herschel Walker did s- played well, but if it didn't help him get to the Super Bowl or even win the Super Bowl, then it's fair to say that this trade did not do the Minnesota Vikings any favors, but it did do more than enough favors for the Dallas Cowboys. Now particularly about this trade. You know, I'm not surprised that this trade was the idea of Jimmy Johnson because Jimmy Johnson to say that he was a genius of football is another, is just another understatement, okay? But based on the on the research, okay? I learned that Jimmy Johnson briefly actually considered trading Michael Irvin to the LA Raiders, okay? But apparently, the Raiders owner Al Davis, who spoke to Johnson. I mean, obviously they, they did they did have a conversation. I mean, of course, you know when, when you're when when you're trying to plan out these these big trades, of of course, you know a, a coach a coach is going to talk to the, you know the other team's owner or whatever. I mean, it's all about that. That's how it is. It's about communication. But based on the notes, Al Davis actually said, like, question that, like, he actually the Jimmy like, Johnson, are you sure you want to do that? Because if you do this, who's going to catch passes for you? So, because of that, Jimmy Johnson said, "Well, Michael is still young, and Michael Irvin definitely has a future for the Cowboys." So that's why Johnson switched his focus to. Well, then I guess we should trade Herschel Walker. He's been in for a while. Maybe we should take. Maybe we should trade him. Hmm. And you know, and and from the research I've done f- from this trade, the New York Giants were actually one of the teams that actually were interested in this trade. Hmm. That's uh, interesting. And even the Atlanta Falcons, and even the Cleveland Browns, although the Cleveland Browns apparently took a a more directive approach. Hmm. So, but eventually the Minnesota Vikings, you know, Minnesota Vikings were able to take it. Now that, and from what I've looked, okay. And now, and you know, what's really interesting is this was actually a three-way trade because this trade also involved the San Diego Chargers. So here's what the Cowboys got for trading Herschel Walker. So the Cowboys said to the Vikings, Herschel Walker, a third-round pick of the 1990 draft, as well as a 10th-round pick in 1990, and a third-round pick from 1991. And from San Diego, the Vikings got a fifth-round pick for the 1990 draft, and the San Diego Chargers got running back Darren Nelson. You know, and, and that that was from the that was from the Vikings. So the Vikings sent Darren Nelson to San Diego, and then San Diego sent, of course, you know, a fifth round pick of the nineteen ninety draft to Minnesota. The Cowboys, in exchange, got Minnesota's first round pick if, if, in nineteen ninety. Uh, check this out: three picks for the, the nineteen ninety draft—a first round pick, a second round pick, and a sixth round pick. Okay. But also, there was actually a, a uh, the 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 rest of the ones they were conditional picks. Okay. And they were basically based on, on the players that were set because the, the Cowboys received a package of players two linebackers, a cornerback, and a defensive end. Linebackers Jesse Solomon and David Howard. Quarterback Isaiah Holt. And defensive end Alex Stewart. So these conditional other picks, like so they got Minnesota's first round pick in 1991, conditional on cutting Solomon. Okay, and all these other picks, like a first-round pick from 1991, second-round pick from 1991, the first-round pick of 92, as well as a second pick from 1992, and Minnesota's third-round pick in 1992. You know, sometimes I I really ask, like, how do the Vikings really believe that they got the better end of the deal? I mean, I I, I can't really criticize, you know, I can't criticize, but, you know, but still, I mean, you know, it, it doesn't matter. What I believe or what the Minnesota Vikings feel, because the Cowboys, you know, it, it really helped them. And from the research, from the aftermath, I mean, check this out. The nineteen, the Cowboys took Emmett Smith in the first round of nineteen ninety. Okay, the second round pick of nineteen ninety, huh, like that. Yeah, at least man. You know, I, I don't. I go through all of them, but you know, in the, the first round pick of nineteen ninety one. You know the Cowboys got you no know, Russell Maryland, defensive tackle. <laughs> you know, going through all that, but you know, like that. But the bottom line is, I mean, the the, the Cowboys really just you know got the end better in the deal. I mean, for Minnesota, like I said, it, it didn't do them any favors. So, so now that now that I close it, I close it out. You know. The, f- the final results, you know, the Cowboys got three Super Bowl wins, Emmett Smith, Russell Maryland, Kevin Smith, Darren Woodson, and Clayton Holmes, you know, in, in the result of that trade, while the Vikings g- no zero no Super Bowl appearances and a wide receiver by the name of Jake Reed. <laughs> and uh, here's actually a little highlight of talking about the Herschel Walker trade because there's actually a 30-for-30 30 30 film called The Great Trade Robbery, and I'm definitely going to be watching that soon. Hmm. <laughs> But now let's switch fully back to Jimmy Johnson. You know, it was just amazing. For the Cowboys to win this two straight Super Bowls, okay? Now, if you listen to the show, I, I did do a couple of episodes on the Super Bowls from the 90s, okay? You know, it's a shame that it, it had to end this way. The way it ended, you know, with Jimmy Johnson and the Cowboys, it, it's a damn shame it had to end that way. Because one of the greatest, greatest what-ifs in Dallas Cowboys history, is what if Jimmy Johnson never left the team? That's definitely something that's very debatable and, okay. I honestly believe if Jimmy Johnson had stayed with the Cowboys, the Cowboys would have won many more Super Bowls. Sometimes I even think, like, he would have been the, the Cowboys head coach probably until at least 2010. But it didn't happen. Okay. Now, now, when the Cowboys won those two straight Super Bowls, you know when I when I talk about the the Cowboy fans, you know who remember those days. I mean, they get that feeling of nostalgia. I mean, you know, it, it, you know they're, they're they're happy to talk about. It. You know, they get you know the energetic, but then when they come to the part where it had to end, I mean, yeah, you 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 hear the sad expression on their face. I mean, can't really blame them. You know, and here's something interesting. Whenever. Emmett Smith and under the coaching uh, the the coaching uh, days of uh, Jimmy Johnson and Dallas every time Emmett Smith ran for at least 100 yards the Cowboys had a 24 and 1 record hmm. But now we get to really the tough part is, is is why why did he why did Jimmy Johnson leave Well in 1993 based on what I've read Jimmy Johnson his relationship with Jerry Jones began to go down. Okay. And knowing how Jerry Jones is, because it's been a problem for so freaking long, I'm not surprised that really it led to a... It led to a... How do you say? A fallout. Okay. But, you know, Jimmy Johnson was was such a great coach. I mean, why, why would an NFL owner even want to risk... Having a bad relationship, but why would they risk even the relationship to begin with? Okay, if you have that good of a coach, wouldn't you just like be more comfortable like letting him do things his way? Because if you do, you know you're gonna win. Your team's gonna have more titles. Okay, let's not forget Jimmy Johnson is one of only six guys in NFL history to win consecutive Super Bowl titles. Okay, the other ones would the other ones would be Bill Belichick, Mike Shanahan, and of course Vince Lombardi. All right. But based on, uh, based on the research is that because Jerry Jones wanted a bit more control when it came to decisions involving players and per- player personnel, okay? So obviously, so Jerry Jones kind of wanted it to be in more and more control, okay? But also, you know, uh, apparently, that in December of 1993, when the Cowboys were about to play the Giants for the NFC East title... Jimmy Johnson apparently expressed an interest in, in uh, coaching the Jacksonville Jaguars, and then I guess Jerry Jones told the media that Jimmy Johnson's coaching future would be his decision. Okay, but ba- based on on what I've on, on what I'm of what, what I'm uh, what I've sketched, is was that after the Cowboys won their second Super Bowl title, Jerry Jones went to the media, and told reporters that any coach could have let the Cowboys to a Super Bowl. Well, that did not go well with Jimmy Johnson. In fact, it pissed him off big time. I mean, understanding, in Jimmy Johnson's case, that's a slap to the face. No, 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 no. It's not just a slap to the face. God damn it, that's a kick to the freaking nuts. No, because that is so not true, okay? That is absolutely, 100% not true. It's plain arrogance just to say something like that, okay? I'm sorry. But for Jerry Jones to say something like that, that is just not, that is not cool, dude. That is not cool. No. A player, a a coach can have an entire team, like, his entire 53-man roster could be super talented players, Okay. You know, and what's been going on with the Cowboys like the last twenty freaking years? That's been the case. The Cowboys have always had talent, but no coach has been able to get the job done. Nobody. Okay, and part of it is because Jerry Jones sticks his nose in. You know these decisions. I mean, th- this is debatable. I can argue about it with any with, with everybody. We can discuss it, but you know, everybody knows the deal. Okay, and this goes in any sport. A coach of of a professional sports team could have all the talent in the world. But if he does not use them properly, if he does not coach correctly, he's not going to win shit, okay? That's been the case. I mean, during the Jason Garrett era of the Dallas Cowboys, think of all the talent that was there, and and we could not get it done. The Cowboys couldn't do crap, okay? Yeah, won a couple of NFC East titles, but we couldn't even get past the divisional playoffs, okay? Even when Mike Phillips was here, okay? All the talent, all the wasted talent over the, the past 20-plus years. All the potential that we had, that was all for naught. So, no, Jerry Jones is wrong, N- okay? Not any coach could have just won a Super Bowl with the Dallas Cowboys. Absolutely not. You know, some, some. I mean, you, you know, I don't want to go too deep on Jerry Jones because, because, you know, everything people say about him, you know, maybe the ego, whatever, I mean, of course... Many th- based on how things goes, you know, obviously it's true, but at the end of the day, it's merely an opinion. And I don't want to get into that. Okay. But, you know, the bottom line is for Jerry Jones to go to the media and say that any coach could have led the Cowboys to the Super Bowl, uh-uh. No, you you, you, you just cannot do that. Jamie Johnson was so pissed off that, you know, that he wanted that he wanted out. And based on, on how that went, I can't blame him, because with Jerry Jones wanting to, to get more involved in, in these decisions, you know, not letting the coach do do his job, fine. I don't want to be here. If you don't want to let me coach, do my job the way I'm supposed to, then then why am I here? So they they, they left. So March twenty eighth, nineteen ninety four. Apparently, you know, was the official day. I mean, some say it was the 29th, some some time was the twenty eighth, but at, the bottom line is, it was at this. It, it was a around this time around around this 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 2 to 3 day window. I'm I'm sorry. I mean, I'm actually getting a little bit, you know, emotional about this because, you know, like I said, it's one of the biggest what ifs in, in and not just in Cowboys history though. I honest. you know, it, it, if we're going to talk on serious, truthful terms, it's one of the biggest what ifs in sports. What if Jimmy Johnson had not left the Dallas Cowboys? So Jimmy Johnson leaves, okay? And you know, I, I, I don't want to go too deep on, on Jimmy on uh, Jimmy Johnson's successor, but you know, I am gonna go a little bit on it, okay? But so after Jones leaves, okay, the Cowboys need a new head coach. I mean, the Cowboys still have their team, but they, they need a they need a new head coach, okay? So Jimmy, Jimmy uh, so Jerry Jones goes after another, t- you know, looks at another team uh, teammate of his from Arkansas. Barry Switzer, the longtime head coach at the University of Oklahoma, brings him in. Okay, the Cowboys go on to win Super Bowl Thirty. They could have won the, you know, the third straight Super Bowl in nineteen ninety four, but you know that NFC East, uh, that NFC, excuse me, that NFC title game against San Francisco, where you know the the infamous Deion Sanders pass interference being waved off, you know, happened. But but you know, here's something I'm gonna I'm, I'm, I'm gonna point out because when people refuse to give credit to Barry Switzer. That too is wrong, you know. uh, uh, You know. Again, that's my point. Remember how like not just any coach could have won the, the the Super Bowl with the Cowboys. Look, some people say Barry Switzer only won the Super Bowl was because Jimmy Johnson built that team. Okay, maybe that's true. Okay, but you know what I say regarding that. Excuse me. Like I said, if there's a team with full of talent, okay, if the coach doesn't know how to use them, does not know how to do it properly, he's not going to win crap. Barry Switzer took over a team that was built by Jimmy Johnson, but he finished what Jimmy Johnson started. <laughs> J- Barry Switzer, it could you know what could have happened? He could have screwed up the whole thing, but he didn't do it because he was too smart of a head coach for that. Barry Switzer is one of the best coaches out there, and... and and just like and just like his predecessor, he's one of the, he's another guy that won the title in college and in the, the pros. He won the title as a college head football coach and as an NFL head football coach. So the way I see it, Jimmy Johnson, uh, excuse me, Barry Switzer basically finished what Jimmy Johnson started. Okay? And then after that, after Super Bowl 30, the Cowboys then began to go in decline, okay? And since and, and since we want the Cowboys won Super Bowl thirty, the Cowboys have not been to an NFC uh, NFC championship. Okay, it's a shame. That's why I that that's why I stress to Cowboys Nation. As long as Jerry Jones is in charge, as long as you know he's involved with the Dallas Cowboys, I don't think the Cowboys are going to win a Super Bowl. I mean, it's tough to say it, but un- un- until there's a change, I mean. Don't expect anything to change. I mean, some people honestly believe that you know, even even when Jerry is no is is no longer in charge, then that you know things are only going to get worse or not change at all. I mean, I don't know. I can't. I, I can't just give you a straight answer. You know, I, I can't just you know ant- anticipate anticipate such 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 a thing. But you know, a- apparently, it, you know, even though people believe, you know, it's been said that Jimmy Johnson and Jerry Jones had have apparently reconciled. I'm not too sure about that, because because uh, Jimmy Johnson's still not in the Dallas Cowboys Ring of Honor, and to be honest, he should be, okay, although J- Jimmy Johnson did actually congratulate Jerry Jones on being inducted into the Hall of Fame in 2017, so maybe there, maybe I guess there's a little bit. Of the, or there's probably I guess there's still respect maybe there's some respect between the two but I honestly don't think that these two these guys are close friends I mean I won't I will not believe that the two have have buried the hatchet until Jimmy Johnson is in the Cowboys ring of honor It's not fair Jimmy Johnson deserves to be there I mean Jimmy Johnson's already in the college F- football Hall of Fame okay and he's also in the in the University of Miami Sports Hall of Fame and and he, and he, and he's, he deserves to be there Okay, but Jimmy Johnson deserves more respect from the Cowboys so Jimmy Johnson needs to be in the Cowboys ring of honor. I mean why, why is that even being debatable okay? Like why do we have to worry about what why does why, why that even have to be worth arguing? I mean you can't argue it. I mean everything Jimmy Johnson did for the Dallas Cowboys even though he was only here you know for fi- for five years you know one and fifteen his first year, then seven and nine, okay, the next three years were special. All right, eleven and five in nineteen ninety one. Second, in the NFC East. We lost to the Detroit Lions in the N- N- NFC divisional game. You know, we we got destroyed by the Lions. Okay, the next two years. Okay, win two Super Bowls in a row. Okay, Jimmy. the, the, the it's just so it's it, it's just so difficult to deal with the fact that Jimmy Johnson was was driven out of Dallas because because of Jerry Jones okay and, if, and I can't personally say this but based on all these Cowboy fans that I've interviewed that I've spoken to they say they blame this on Jerry Jones' ego I'm like maybe it's true but for me I, I can't take it to, I can't take it to such depth okay I mean at the end of the day it's merely an opinion I mean even though obviously everybody believes you know how true it is but for me I I, I can't take it that far <clears throat> I just know that apparently these two could no longer be on the same page. They, one guy pissed off the other, and then the other just did it back. I guess the harmony and it was all gone. I mean, the best way to say it is that th- these two dudes obviously were not on the same page. I and mean, that that's that's the way to leave it, right? But as I close this, you know, Jimmy Johnson just not being in the in the Cowboys Ring of Honor is just. It's just not right, okay? But I am happy to say that Jimmy Johnson really did change the Dallas Cowboys. And and, and what makes me even happy was, you know, on January 12th, it was announced that Jimmy Johnson will be elected to the Pro Football Hall of Fame. I mean, he deserves it. He definitely deserves that. Okay, but also, it's time for the Cowboys to put him in. It's it's time for him to be in the Cowboys Ring of Honor. That's all I can say. Now to close us out, the regret in life, you know, as far as being a Cowboys fan goes, is the fact that I'm too young to remember the days of when Jimmy Johnson was coaching the Cowboys. Because just imagine, if I had been a sports writer during that time. I just can't imagine how much of an impact it would be on my career to write articles about the Cowboys winning the Super Bowls. Now obviously there wouldn't be a podcast because you know this is the early ni- early 90s, but it would have been something special. Jimmy Johnson made the Dallas Cowboys great, okay? And after the after how the, the whole everything ended with Tom Landry, they needed some hope to make the Cowboys amazing again, to bring them back to that top contention level. Jimmy Johnson did that, but because of disagreements, because of not being able to get on the same page, and because of an owner that apparently, apparently, who has an ego, according to a lot a lot of fans. I mean, again, I could say that he does, but again, you know, I can't you know take it that far. It all ended, and it's a shame too. But to end it, I'm gonna say if J- if Jimmy Johnson had stayed with the Dallas Cowboys. The Cowboys probably, right now, will probably have at least seven titles overall. I am absolutely confident that he would have won more. He would have won the Cowboys more Bowls than, than we ever would have thought. But, again, it's a what if, and we will never know. Ladies and gentlemen, Cowboys Talk is available on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Amazon Music and YouTube. Thank y'all very, very much for joining me this evening, and I will see you next time. How about them Cowboys?